It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Well, hello. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. So, for the past 15 years, today's special guest, Isabeau Maxwell, is known for helping people connect to their authentic, natural, intuitive abilities. Originally a skeptic raised without spirituality in her life, she experienced a series of events which opened her intuition and she stepped headfirst into spiritual realms. She created the SAGE method, that's S-A-G-E, to share guidance with a broader public. She has taught a wide array of people from newcomers in their spiritual journey to professional intuitives. She is also the creator of community and app The Sage Circle and the author of Cracking Open, Adventures of a Reluctant Medium. Her newest project is the podcast, Other Side Chats, where Isabel shares in detail her experiences with these clearings. She has worked as a professional intuitive for years, and today she gets to live her passion every day, teaching others how to do the same. Good morning, Isabel, and welcome. Well, I'm going to call you Bo. Good morning, Bo, and welcome to the show. <laughs> Good morning to you. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for being my guest. And uh, thanks for having had... me. I, I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you, too. Um, you have an interesting background because you didn't really get in touch, according to your book, didn't really get in touch with your abilities till you were an adult. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a different approach than I've heard a lot of people experience. Um, approach probably isn't even the right word. It was a it was a, a a shove in in a way that I didn't expect really initially. Um, and it started with taking Reiki classes. Is that sort of how, what started opening the door? Interesting. I actually took those after the the door opened, slammed open. <laughs> well, that's how we're gonna say it, Randy. It like bam opened uh, shortly after my grandmother passed, like within an hour or two. And I was in New Hampshire. She was in Minnesota, and she passed away. My aunt was with her. was was so incredible. She had me on the phone line, and we all tried to be together as much as we could. But I was uh, long distance. And my grandmother then passed, and my um, husband at the time and my kids, they ran to the grocery store to get, like, wine and chocolate. And I was like, thank you. This is awesome. Um, but I was I was really falling apart because she was very much uh, a mom to me. And I was standing in my living room trying to decide, do I let myself, you know, spiral into grief to try to release some of this, or do I, like, you know, get an airplane, you know, get online and get a ticket, get my airplane booked and things like that and I was standing there trying to figure it out and she about 10 feet in front of me uh, showed up in my living room 
like 70% wow. solid. Yeah, it was, um, and, and uh, truthfully, it was shocking um, and scary uh, initially because I had lived a life as, um, you know, scientific type minded person. I have a math degree in college. It was one plus one is two. I ran businesses and I had no room or time for spirituality or religion. None of that was in there. I wasn't, um, you know, labeling myself as an atheist. I didn't, didn't have time or interest for any of it. And she showed up in my living room and, and really the, the moment frightened me. But then I thought, what if this is true? And the next morning, I remember my husband said I had the, I didn't say anything to anyone that this had happened, not even him. And the next morning he said, I had this dream about your grandmother last night. It was very vivid. And she was wearing this blue shirt. It was a button down shirt. And I just stared at him because that's what she was wearing when she showed up in the living room. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, oh, oh crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so I said the only, what I have to do, which honestly was partially grief and partially curiosity, that scientific mind, I was like, I got to figure out if this is legit or what this is. And that's what I did. I jumped into connecting with a Tai Chi instructor that I had, I had associated with. I mean, I say that lightly. I didn't even take Tai Chi classes or anything. And I remember saying to him, okay, you're the like weirdest person I know. Can you help me? because this is a weird thing, and I I don't even know where to start. And he was just incredible. He helped me do yes and no intuitive work, uh, work with a pendulum, and I tried communicating with her. And I I stumbled through that Reiki classes, a couple retreats and things like that, and I just stumbled my way through until the proof came through that was so so solid I I couldn't go backwards. You know, it's really incredible that um, often this happens to people who are very, very structured in their life and really mm-hmm. the, as far from spirituality and all this woo-woo stuff as you can get. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's a gift that's given because you are structured and you will do it the right way. Um, you know, because I know of other people who have had this happen in their adulthood um, people, one who um, was in the armed armed services, and you know, um, it's it's really mm-hmm. interesting. So yeah, you changed careers. You changed careers. I changed careers. I was well at the time. I was uh, sort of on pause because I was raising uh, both of my kids, and I had homeschool, and I was one of the earlier uh, homeschool people. But I also had like. Um, I didn't complete my minor in teaching, but teaching was part of my college um, years that I had. I was going to be a teacher. So I homeschooled my kids and um, really took a break from the whole business-oriented kind of lifestyle. So I was already sort of on pause. And my kids were, um, and I want to say, this was like 2006. They had to be around 9 or 10 when this happened. And... So I kind of finished raising them and figured everything else out spiritually for myself at the same time. My career um, as an intuitive launched two to three years into this. So probably 2012, uh, 2011 is when when my intuitive career, someone could say, really started to blossom. And I agree with you with the particulars and being 
um, you know, task oriented and such, because the first two years I learned just a ridiculous amount of spirituality directly from my very first spiritual guide. And that was kind of, I, I look back now and I chuckle because it was the skeptics way of going, prove it to me constantly. Cause I was like, well, you tell me, and then I'll go out and see if that's the case. And when you talk and, about and, your, your spiritual guide, are you talking about someone in spirit? Yes. Yep. Exactly. So first I connected with grandmother and then uh, about four or five, maybe six months, the timeline, I wish I would have written this stuff down back then, but I didn't. And so um, I have some journals I can refer to, but he came into my life. I, I lovingly call him big dog and he came into my life and I worked with him for multiple times a week, uh, journaling, connecting, following his instructions, learning, about um, linear time, past lives, how intuition flows. Like I was so hungry for the knowledge and I worked with him one-on-one and then I would go out into the world and, and everything that he was teaching me kind of started to come together and made sense. And I understand the, the task-oriented piece because about two years into working with him, he turned around and said, and now my intuition is is wide open. I'm working as a professional medium. I'm doing um, you know, a group readings, galleries, clearing buildings, things like this. And my guide then said to me, everything I taught you over the last few years, I need you to put this together so other people can walk through it too and open their intuition. And so then that made sense. That was where the SAGE method was born. That's how it came to be. But that task-oriented thing you, you touched on, you spot on. That really, that like really struck uh, mm-hmm. something with me when you said it. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. Um, so the SAGE method, so tell us about that. The SAGE method is, in essence, what he had me walk through for the first uh, few years of, of my intuitive training, and he had me put it all together. Here's the tasks. Here's the uh, the inner work that needs to be done. And it's it's a bit of a formula. It's a bit of understanding. It's kind of a three-part series. It's a seven-week course. And, you know, I host it once or twice a year because it's kind of – it's really intense. It's the type of course where it's like, okay, I'm ready to, like, live, you know, the life I've I've always wanted to live kind of thing. That's like you have to be in that mindset to really step into it. And it's it's sort of a formula where the beginning is – a lot of inner work, decluttering, awareness, really taking a sharp look at things. The middle of it is a learning and understanding intuition and how it all flows, how it works, how we're connected, soul groups, linear time, things like that. And then the last of it is finding your unique intuitive flow and how it flows for you and then really witnessing what it's like to live with strong intuition. And I've been teaching that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Every year, Randy, it gets a little longer. Um, yeah, I started teaching that, I think, back in 2013, 2012, 2013. It was my first group of students. So, yeah, I've been teaching that for a while now, and I love it. So, the, so SAGE, is, it stands for Spirituality, Alignment, Growth, and Empowerment. Um, yep. So what do people – how do people um, – come out of this course what do they come out of the course with I love hearing the very common phrase uh, that people say to me I came out of this course with 
a massively improved life. <laughs> and it's this really delicious side effect that happens because in essence, over the years, part of why this course, part of how this course developed too was me going to courses with living teachers and saying, hey, show me how to use my intuition. And I can't tell you how many times they would just sit me down and say, okay, here's some cards, turn some cards over, what do you see? And it's like, well, I, I want you to tell me how this works. Or like, <laughs> you know, how, how, like, okay, I, I could do that in my living room because if you told me how the engine worked, I could drive the car. Like, so that's right. what I was really looking for. And uh, that's, that's really what makes this work so great. But the thing that is really striking for a lot of people is the inner work involved and the shift in awareness in their own in internal life really is a game changer for people. And it's the emotional clutter that, um, you know, we step into. I've spent a number of years um, in codependent situations, things like that, growing up, um, graduated from that. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for the work that you're out there doing, helping uh, people with that as well. And just to be able to see that with some clarity, as you know, is always the first step. And opening your yes. intuition is really effective when you allow that clarity into your life and then make choices around it. So I know I'm, I'm here as a guest. Can I ask you a question, Randy? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I have a question for you because this is your field. Do you yes. find that people that really go down this road of that's it, uh, you know, I'm done with narcissistic abuse, I'm stepping out of this, I'm, I'm going to live my own life, do you find that their intuition opens as they heal, even if that wasn't their intent? Not naturally, but it is something okay. I focus heavily on with people because intuition <clears throat> is absolutely something we all have <clears throat> and it is reliable. But because um, narcissists do not want people thinking for their own, you know, by themselves, what they do is when a person comes to them with an intuitive feeling or thought, the narcissist shuts it down with some other kind of logic. So they're taught mm -hmm. to go into their heads. Every time they have a feeling, they're, ta they're taught to deny it and to listen to what they're being told. So I have mm -hmm. to get people, I have to deprogram them, get them out of that pattern of thinking in their head and more into their intuitive feelings because they're always scared about living after having been, you know, kind of abuse. They don't feel safe, but when they can connect with their intuition and trust it, then they are safe. Mm hmm mm hmm Exactly. Exactly. And it's uh, that lack, it's, it's not lack of awareness. It's that the awareness is put away. I don't want to look at, I don't want to look at this awareness because then it conflicts with the situation that I'm currently in. Yes. And many times it's easier in a survivor mode. And I am speaking from some experience, um, you know, through childhood and a marriage in the survivor mode, it can be easier to just not let that awareness come in. Um, mm -hmm. and get through your day-to-day. -day. And it's when we stop and we say, who are we really? Not who were we told to be, not who were we taught to be, 
not who we were trained to be, but who, what is our soul? Like who is, who, who are we truly as a spirit? You know, and I, yes. I tell people the story that I was in my, um, say my late twenties, late twenties. I think, yeah, I think I was right around my late twenties when all of a sudden my son said, mom, let's go get sketchbooks. Like, well, I didn't say sketchbooks. He was really young. So he was like pen and paper and let's draw. And I said, okay. So I went to go get him a little book and he said, you get one too. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And he goes, I want to draw together. I said, oh, that's cute. So we, I, I'm not an artist. I go back home. We sit down. I start sketching like the dog was sitting over there. I sketched it. I had a robe hanging on the side of a door. I sketched that. And I'm looking at this pad of paper going, holy, holy crap, I'm an artist. I, I had no clue whatsoever. <laughs> and now I, I, you know, I do pastels, I do pencil, I do body painting, I do like all this artwork and it's, uh, you know, and that's what I do for my pastime, but I'm very good at it. I had no clue that I was because that was <laughs> not included in my upbringing at all because artists were poor. So like there's that training there. Do you know what I mean? And it limits oh. people from being able to tap into their spirit and what their spirit Thrive on and love. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> One of the things I ask people is I I ask them to tell me who they are, you know, and not what they do, yeah. or you know, mm-hmm. and they most people will sit there and look at me like I have no idea. I don't know. I have who no I idea. Am. I mean, mm-hmm. I've even had people say to me, um, like they they'll leave a narcissistic abuser relationship or marriage. And they'll be like, Randy, I go to the store and I can't even choose which loaf of bread to buy. I, yeah. They're so indoctrinated with this kind of spell that they just don't even know who they are. So we work on that. Um, I, and I, and mm-hmm. I always give people permission to be who they are. And they say to me, really? I can just be who I want to be? <laughs> and I say, ah. yes. Yes, you really can. So that's where we get started. Um, but it's very important because if they don't know who they are, they're not going to be able to heal. And that's the exact same thing with my course. If you, um, if you don't know who you are, how do you expect to understand how intuition flows through you? Mm-hmm. So, and you're so unique from everyone else that your intuition is going to flow uniquely through you. And I I give students the example. I've seen so many different examples of this throughout the years of teaching this. I got to tell you, it's an absolute joy teaching this. Like I feel like I, you know, (laughs) won the lottery just in each student I meet. And I've seen students that their intuition goes from zero to a (laughs) hundred when they create like an, uh, when they imagine like a, a, you know, third grade, we had dioramas and little shoe boxes. Yes. Like I have an intuitive student that I have a student that that's how her intuition works. The second she pictures that, that diorama box, all of a sudden her accuracy just goes to the roof and it wow. plays out in, in the box and she watches it and she explains it and it's ridiculously accurate because that's how it flows for her. Whereas another student will get an image and they, you know, through the course they were able to figure out, Oh, what happens if I dive into, the, okay, I'm diving into the middle of the image and then another one comes, I'm diving. And, he, and so he's a diver. I mean, I've got men and women. He's a diver and he dives and it just gets him deeper and deeper and deeper. So 
people really have to get to know themselves in order to get to know their intuition, in order to let it come through at that strength. Mm. That's so interesting. And that explains a lot because um, every medium um, intuitive that I've ever had on my show has always connected with spirit in a different way. So I, I, mm-hmm. I completely understand that. I've seen that. Yep. Do, is, does everyone have the capability to have the visual part of their intuition? That's tough, yes and no. I can't say that. I mean, if, if you ask me what my guide said, my guide said yes. Everyone has that capability. Um, but we do have a, a lot of um, technical terms out there that say, oh, people can't imagine, they can't visualize. And then what we also have out there is people saying or are talking in the moment 12 years after they've developed saying, oh, I see this and I see this and I see this. And when another person hears that, they think, oh, this person is seeing in vivid color, like it's a television show that they're watching. And so that's, and so what we've, what we've lacked, and I've seen these really amazing professional intuitives start to say to people is, when I say I see this, my intuition is kind of showing it to me and getting me to feel that this is what it is. It's, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a vivid television screen that I think so many of us thought it was as we heard other intuitives it's more like a dim room with a table on it and then yes you're almost certain that there's an apple sitting on that table yeah I'm pretty sure that's an apple so it's kind of a combination of seeing something but your intuition's also telling you what it is mm. and I think that when that starts to get more talked about and mm-hmm. it's no fault of anyone it's just it's much easier for me to say to you okay I see an apple but isn't it easy to hear those words from an intuitive and say, well, no, they're, they're literally looking at an apple and it's solid for them, you know, and, I, and that no. doesn't happen that way for me. <clears throat> it's like, no, you see, you do see. You do and see. One, one big step for a lot of uh, my students is very common, and somebody listening to this is probably going to go, yep, me too, <laughs> is people say, I just, I don't know how I know, I just know. And that's one of the phrases that we push through to expand someone's intuition because your intuition works off the other five senses. It works off the nervous system and it pulls from uh, memory and it pulls from the senses. And when you just know that's true, it's accurate, but it is coming through one of those senses, but it's coming through so subtly, it's just hard for you in this moment to pick up which of that sense is coming through. But if you do a review of it each time you have that happen, I don't know how I knew, I just knew, but I'm going to sit down and I'm going to recreate, okay, what happened for me in that moment? I was sitting here and, and, and did I hear something? Did I feel something? By doing that self-evaluation after, one of your five senses is going to sheepishly kind of raise its hand and going, you heard it or you felt mm-hmm. it. Or you saw mm-hmm. it, and then that's going to start to really kind of come to life. So that's how we kind of tune in to the sense that's talking to us that we're just not aware is speaking. So spirits connect symbolically, don't they? I mean, they'll, they'll show you something. They, they don't come out in full sentences and say, you know, tell my <laughs> sister that blah, 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 blah. They Right? 
So you have to learn to understand the way you interpret things, right? You do. You have to build your own intuitive dictionary. You have to understand how it comes through for you. And when people say, oh, I heard them say this, this, and this, and they repeat a sentence, it really is word for word coming through as symbols. You know, the symbol of the word the, the symbol of the word town, the symbol of the word walk, the symbol of the word to, and it is really lining up. Or it's the symbol of a sentence that you heard someone say. So if you think about all of the experiences that you had uh, throughout your years, everything you've seen, everything you've heard, it's as if a spirit will kind of poke their finger into your head and push that one synopsis that says, hey, remember this image or remember Mm. this sentence. And then that's how it comes through. So it is a little bit charade-like, like playing charades. It's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And many really great intuitives will tell you there are days that they're like, could you just tell me? Could you just say it? <laughs> like, do you really have to show me three apples, a dog, and a merry-go-round? Like, <laughs> could you just tell me the what you want to say? So it, it can be like that, but with time and with practice, you develop a dictionary that makes that can help you to translate this language of spirit, this language of communication, and how it flows through your five senses in such a way that it's easier to read it and faster to read. It's so fascinating. You know, what I have found in my years of doing this um, is that adult children of Abuse, emotional abuse, like narcissistic abuse, things such as that, they grow up and they're empaths, uh, which makes it Mm -hmm. even harder for them to deal with the pain that they're in because they don't realize that they're downloading pain from other people and other energies. But what, and I talk about this in my book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, um, When you're a child in these environments, you have to be energetically sensitive because it's a survival mode. You have to know what's getting ready to happen before it's going to happen. Like I say, um, I could feel my mother's car driving down the street coming home. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And so me and my sisters, we just snapped to it. You know, we got off the sofa and we started doing things and, you know, because we could just feel that she was on like right around the corner coming home. And because of that, you become so energetically sensitive that it, it is part of who you are as an adult. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that opens up people, and, you know, largely, largely. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you have to take it from there, from the energetic sensitivity to the intuitive sensitivity or the intuitive abilities. But um, I would imagine yeah. that it's a shorter leap <laughs> from that, from energetic sensitivity <laughs> to intuitive, <laughs> to intuitive, uh, yeah, skills. It, yeah, it can be a shorter leap, I think. The number one task is to take care of uh, of your energetic field, really, mm-hmm. and that's so. With what you said, what I'm looking at with people who are empaths, and um, you know, and I work with many people that are empaths in this process too, is that 
they were trained and taught um, and reacted in survival skill moments to not shield, to not shut out. Interesting. Because the second you shut out, you could be in danger. Okay. So you're constantly navigating um, how this person feels, how that person feels, how this person feels. And it's why at night you can't go to sleep because you're running through your head over and over. I said this, do they maybe feel this way? So it's a, you're trained to constantly be concerned about other people's energetics and emotions and how you're affecting it. And when you're in that mind frame, you are wide open, not wide open intuitively, wide open mm-hmm. energetically, which mm-hmm. pounds somebody. It just, it, excuse me, but it pounds the crap out of, out of human being. And it continually pummels them year after year after year until that's what they're used to. And when they close that energy field and create a filter, which is in essence the, the exact equivalent of, of a personal boundary setting, except in the energetic world, when they say, I'm taking care of my energetic body, I'm deciding what comes in and what doesn't come in, and I don't have to be open to survive, like I don't have to be energetically uh, mm-hmm. vulnerable to survive. Those are the better words there. Um, that's when the game changes for them. That's when their life, they start to, that's where they start to not care what others think. Oh. They start to uh, thrive with who they are and they get more excited about who they are. And that's when everything opens up. So instead of being in that fight or flight state of absorbing energies around you to make sure you're navigating safely, now you don't absorb anyone else's energy unless you open up to that. And when you do, you do it with a purpose. And that kind of freedom is – it, it really is a game changer, and I'm kind of speaking personally as well because that's how I function now compared to how I functioned for the first, you know, 30 years of my life. That's so interesting. So is there um, a simple way for us to um, not block our energy but to filter, I mean, to filter what comes in and what doesn't come in? Uh, so we don't have to be so open to everything. I mean, I know of a couple techniques, but mm-hmm. do you have one that's simple for people to use? Oh, I do, and I tell everybody, and I tell everybody, tell everybody, and then tell everybody, <laughs> to tell everybody, to tell everybody, because I, it's the end result of the practice. It's called GCP, Ground Clear Protect, and it was taught to me by my guides and I know that those components are out there and people have been doing them and people say oh I do that yeah I know but just stick with me and do it in this pattern and see what happens and it's great because the end result of it is so much more control over your space so you're actually able to go do more of what you want the empaths that I work with walk through this GCP and I'll lay it out a little bit right here so people can, can use it, but people walk through this GCP practice and like an empath will start to use it. And then they realize, wow, my empathic abilities are actually a wonderful thing that I can help other people with instead Mm -hmm. of a burden that I'm carrying. And so now they're using GCP and now this filter is set up 
now they're thriving, they're being fulfilled, and now they can go out there and do what empaths you know, what empaths actually really want to do, which is love and lift up others. Yeah. But they're, <laughs> they're so hurt that they can't do that on a regular basis because they're constantly drained. So GCP stops the drain, builds the, okay. builds the empowerment within, and then people can go out and make a difference. But Ground Clear Protect is really um, – no, you know me. I love formulas. That's just how I roll. <laughs> but, but it is. It's a formula that ground first, uh, ask Mother Earth and, it to, um, and it's an intent exercise with your imagination. It, it, don't sit and wait for an intuitive thing to happen to you. This is an intent imagination-based exercise where you create in your mind what you decide you, you want to use. So you first ground asking Mother Earth to hold you tight uh that can be a cord that goes down into the earth it can be tree roots that come out of your feet it can be i know this really strong woman she's absolutely amazing she's got pillars of steel that come out of her feet and anchor into the earth (laughs) so that's great whatever it is that gets you to anchor to that earth consider this if you want to open up intuitively if you want to be balanced spiritually the deeper a telephone pole is buried the taller it can stand so that's where the grounding is so crucial. Step two is to clear where I tell people, pick the element you love the most, wind, water, fire, and then use that element in your mind to burn away, wash away, clear away anything that's not yours to carry. If it's not on your path, you shouldn't be carrying it. Your neighbor's mad about her petunias, let her be mad about the petunias. You know, if someone's mad about a line being long, good for them. You're not. Don't bring that on. So, and it's not even a don't bring that on, don't do that. I'm saying just clear it out of your system. You have the power to do that. And when you do that on a repeat basis, you're less likely to bring it on, which brings me to third step, which is uh, protect. And it's not necessarily protect like we think in terms of like, I got to protect myself. It's like putting a bubble around you. That's a filter. And you specifically say to that filter, the bubble that, that is now encapsulating your energetic body that by the way, has been, you know, beat on for so many years, but no longer. And you put a bubble around you and you say to that filter, allow in what's for my highest good and on my path and keep everything else out. Keep it all out. I, I, it's, it, it weighs me down. I don't have time for it, and I just need the stuff that comes in. Now, when you do this, you're not saying, I want roses and unicorns and lollipops. What you're saying is, I want what's on my path. I'll take it, good and bad. I'll take it, but that's how I'm going to thrive instead of carrying everything around me. Those three steps and the first time it takes you a little bit to do it because you got to get the visuals going. But eventually, mm-hmm. you know, I, I go to a shopping mall and I'll stop and just close my eyes for four seconds and ground clear protect and then I'll go in. And it makes for a better shopping experience. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I used to antique a lot and I had to stop oh, doing yeah. it. I had to stop doing it because <laughs> I would go in feeling great and come out feeling horrible. And... um mm-hmm. <laughs> I would keep a, mm-hmm. a bottle of salt, heavily salted water in a spray bottle on my front porch, and I'd spritz myself down <laughs> before I went in the house yes. or anything like that. Yeah, and it worked. It really did kind of relieve it. But, um, but it's, this is really and, good. And so, mm-hmm. 
Oh, I was just going to say, and for and especially for your listeners, you've got these beautiful souls that are connecting with you, and this GCP can also be done, uh, especially for for your listeners. The GCP can also be done on your home, and the reason why I bring that up with with uh, you and and this is that when I started doing it on my home, that narcissist that had <laughs> that continued and continued every few weeks to come and stay at my house kind of thing, mm. all of a sudden called me and said, you know what, when I come, I'm going to start staying at a hotel. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's really wow. okay. Thank you. And so I, I want people to also know that when you do this, you're making a statement that you're um, acknowledging your spiritual path daily. You're acknowledging your energetic body, which means you're acknowledging your team that are your team of guides that are working with you as well. And the universe is going to more easily be able to work for you and follow your lead that you've created with GCP. And the universe says, okay, Bo does not need this person visiting her every six weeks and staying in her guest bedroom anymore because it's just mm-hmm. killing her. So this person needs to go stay at a hotel. So then the guides whisper to that person, hey, you should start staying at a hotel. <laughs> and the person says that to me, and I think, oh, I love GCP. <laughs> I love it so much. It's delicious. So, mm. you know, That's it's, such it's a great, really yeah, it's such a great, great. tool. And I, I'm going to be, I will definitely share this. When, when you're clearing and you're picking the element to carry away, what, do you, what are we carrying away or what are we burning up? You're burning up uh, a negative or disruptive energy that is not, um, that you don't need to carry. Okay. So, um, and especially for um, people who've struggled with codependency and being an empath and, and those really hard paths that many of us have, have had to take in our life. Yes. Like we said, like you said earlier, we take on everything because it's survival. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. when you do GCP, it's a statement of, I don't have to take on everything to survive and I'm going to be stronger because of it. So it's a different approach to how to survive and thrive instead of constantly being drained. Mm. You're saying just take away that which isn't. What's really, here's the fun thing. So I'll give you two quick examples of what happens. The side effects may include, we'll, we'll do that. Side effects may include. Um, I, first off, you'll start to find yourself responding to situations instead of reacting. So for those out there that are listening that are, that are kind of reactive, first off, you're listening to a type A Taurus. So that's, you know, I, I used to be very reactive. I started doing this GCP practice, and I found that I was—I remember parking in a parking lot of a closed restaurant, and it, the restaurant had been shut down, and I parked there because there was nowhere else to park, and I wanted my chai tea from Starbucks. And so I knew I was doing something wrong, <laughs> but I chose to do it, and I parked in that parking lot. I was going to run and get my chai and come back out. I get out of my car, and a woman uh, a couple spots down, I see her put a book down that she was in her car reading a book. She put it down. She got out. She came over to me and started screaming at me that <sighs> what I was doing was illegal. I couldn't park here, you know, and how dare I. And it was the most bizarre experience, Randy. I remember I was like one week into using GCP. This was brand new <sighs> to me. And I'm like looking oh at her God. and I am floored because there's nothing in this Taurus body that got upset. 
not even a flinch. There was nothing within me that went that got <laughs> even slightly riled. So I'm now freakishly fascinated over my reaction, and I'm just staring at her. But really, I'm not completely hearing everything she's saying because in my head, I'm like, dude, this works. Oh, my God. <laughs> and right, and I'm, I'm trying to think through all this, and all of a sudden I realized that she had stopped yelling and that there had been a long moment of silence, and I only realized that because she said, well, you're not saying anything. Say something. And I went and I looked at her, and I said, I'm, I'm actually just trying to think of what to say, like, which I had never done in my life before. <laughs> and I said, okay, 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 I think I know what I want to say. Number one, you're totally right. Number two, you should totally call the tow truck company. And if I don't get out here, that's my fault. Like, if I, I'm going to go in, but if I don't get out by the time my car is towed, I am so completely to blame. And on top of that, I love you. And whatever's causing this pain in your life, you're loved. Like, that's what GCP does. Instead of mm-hmm. me engaging in the fight, I now can see the individual for what they're actually experiencing. That woman was in pain. No one goes to a parking lot and sits there and reads a book waiting for somebody to scream at if they don't have something horrible going on in their own life. And that's how we're going to come together. That's how it's all going to start to work is when we can be strong enough in our own space that we can help somebody else out that in the moment might not be. So that was, that was one of the biggest side effects for me that was a huge game chamber and changer. And the other thing, manifesting becomes way easier. You, you bring about what you think about, well, everything that's in your energetic body is what you're thinking about. So when you pick and choose what's going to be in there, then manifesting gets a whole lot more amplified. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's a really interesting experience. Um, can we do GCP like in the morning and have it last all day, or do we have to keep doing it? as needed? Great question. Yes. Uh, do it in the morning when you, I, you know, do it when you brush your teeth in the morning, do it when you, when you go to bed at night. Um, and then do it anytime you feel like you need to do it. If you walk into a room in the middle of the day, um, and like I, I was mentioning earlier, it takes a couple of minutes to, to do it at first, but soon it will just take a few seconds because your body will know, your system will know exactly what you're asking of it. So it's such a quick little, and it's, I mean, it's free, quick, it's yours easy (laughs) that when you're in the middle of the day and you walk into a room perhaps you work in an office and you walk into somebody's uh, office and there's three other people in there and you can feel that tension because you know you can feel it you walk in and you go ooh. you in if you instantly in that moment do gcp one of two things is going to happen all those feelings will go away and then that tells you this is not your problem to deal with you can help but you can help detached. Or number two, you do GCP and you still feel it all, then that is on your spiritual path. You are in that drama, suit up, and learn something from it. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I know, right? I, and people are like, why isn't it perfect? I wish it was. I really do. Right. But because, it will keep away that narcissist that visits. <laughs> That's incredible. I love this. Thank you so much for sharing that. I am going to do this all the time. <laughs> oh, I've been doing it for years. And, you know, and sometimes and all of the students that, uh, you know, so many of them, not all of them, but so many of them have come to me and said, yeah, all of a sudden I'm in a funk and all of a sudden everything's not working and my intuition isn't flowing. And then I woke up one day and went, oh, my gosh, I haven't GCP'd in like three weeks. And it's like, there you go. <laughs> 
There you go. You put so clothes cute. on. You brush your teeth. <laughs> GCP. It's that easy. Oh, thank you, thank you. Everybody in, that's listening is is saying thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that's <laughs> going to be so helpful, right? Um, oh, yeah. It's just it's a it's another tool in my tool belt, you know, for helping people to um, be able to function better <laughs> in this world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, and I put together, you know, I, I put together a training video on it that goes into a lot even more detail. That's it, completely free. It's I'm. I just want as many people to see it as possible so they can start using it for themselves. Where do we go to see that? Uh, it's on the sage method.com sage and method. pretty much everything that I do. Yep. Is, um, well, it's interesting. There's two, there's another site out there called sage method.com and it's a construction company, which I think is fun. I just talked to the owner. We had this great conversation with <laughs> what a great lady, but, um, but no, it's, yeah. So it's the sage company or, TheSageMethod.com. So there we go. But you're you're just Sage Method. I'm I'm I start with the the. Oh, you're the so, Sage Method. Yep. Okay, you I'm have the this, Sage okay. Method. Yep. And then the okay. other powerhouse female, awesome lady that that <laughs> owns the construction company doesn't start with the the. So people just can go sage. to you know TheSageMethod.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's terrific. Okay. So. Um, Tell us about your book, Cracking Open. Um, I've, you know, I've been um, flipping through it. I have it right here in front of me. So you tell your whole story and everything like that. Why did you decide to write this book? I decided to write the book uh, for a teaching tool. I really, for a couple couple reasons, uh, I felt that, you know, I opened up in a time where many people still didn't know what a medium is and the shows were just starting to come out and the popularity was just starting to come out in pop culture in this, in this country here. Um, but a lot of people weren't talking about um, the ups and downs involved. They weren't talking in detail about, um, you know, what it takes to open up and maybe what somebody goes through when they're doing that. And I've shared this story with so many students over the years that, they were they were getting something teaching moments and many times they were also like thank you for explaining that or telling me that story bill because now i don't feel so alone like i had that happen too so the book is it's the ups and the downs it's what i did right and what i did wrong it's it's um and i i actually say that with no judgment toward myself either because you know we only know what we know but it's all of those things in there. And when somebody reads it today, like, you know, I, I give it to people with the sage method because when someone reads it, they get to see somebody navigate what it's like to go from complete skeptics to, to uh, full intuitive and they connect and they relate. And many times they come to me and say, I, I'm no longer going to say this sounds weird, but, because I don't feel alone <laughs> and it's not weird and it's normal. And that was my purpose was to say, Hey, you're not alone. You don't have to be perfect. And it does take some navigation and, and courage. It does. It does. And you have to be willing to allow it, you know, to be, to, you have to let it in. I mean, what does it take to, how hard is it for people to just kind of, let go and open up to learning this, you know, learning to connect with their, 
intuition and um, and their intuitive nature? It can be very difficult. I would say for most, it can be very difficult. Some of this is going to have to do with the uh, environment that they grew up with. Uh, I have professional intuitives that take the sage method just to fine tune their intuition. And they had a very supportive childhood. They grew up and there was really no blocks in becoming open intuitively for them. And then, but the majority of the people that take the course, I would say probably about 80 to 90% of the people that take the course, they're not doing it for professional reasons. They're doing it for personal reasons. And they're saying, okay, it's time. It's time for me to, uh, this isn't making me happening and this isn't working and I want some answers and I want some guidance. That's really where the SAGE method comes in. And they're ready to do it and they're ready to step forward. It's a seven-week course and I tell students, because I've taught it for so long, I tell students, week three and week four, you got to push. You got to push. And when you do, it will be bliss. And then week five, everyone is like, Thank you, because my life just completely changed, and it's I, I see what you're saying now, but it's hard, and you you got to be willing to do it. Mm. It sounds really interesting. <laughs> um, so let's see. So that's the Sage method, and you also have a community app or a community community and app, the Sage Circle. Um, yes. The sage circle clear clear this yes up for my me. <laughs> you know that's okay that's okay uh it, it's it's interesting because people say oh you're doing this this and this and this and i think wow i'm just getting tired listening to what i'm doing i do too much <laughs> but um there are really three components here there's the sage method which is the master course uh there's a lot of smaller courses that people can take as well so there's the, the course avenue we also have two different memberships the membership that you're talking about the sage circle that is a passion of mine and um, it was built out of so the sage method my guide said you got to bring this out into the world awesome check did it the sage circle is a membership that I have wanted for so many years and now it's here and it's this amazing community when I opened up I didn't have anyone to talk to and it took some time for me to, to engage with friends or find friends and people that I could talk to spiritually, and that's happening all over the world. So the Sage Circle is a spiritual membership, super inexpensive, and it's people literally all over the globe. We've got members in Australia, UK, Mexico, um, Canada, you name it, where um, people can connect, they can share, they can practice their intuition, they can do group meditations. I mean, there's all this stuff it's a place where people are going because maybe right now they don't have that in their immediate circles. And it's, it's just so beautiful and supportive and I'm kind of mama bear about it. So only unconditional love is allowed kind of thing. It's just a safe place for somebody to be, to be all of themselves. So they don't have to kind of keep this part of themselves to themselves in silence. That, Sage Circle means the world to me because I didn't have that when I opened. The other membership is fun. You had mentioned it in the beginning. It's the other side chats. And one of my, well, my my spiritual job when it comes to working with the guides, uh, not necessarily like my paid gig or anything like that that I do, nothing in the public, 
is to do spiritual clearings, and this is to help individuals who are in their death transition to cross over to the other side if they get stuck. And the Other Side Chats was born from a lot of the members in the Sage Circle saying, hey, we're interested in this or we're doing this ourselves and we don't have anyone to talk to. And I was like, I need to start sharing my experiences with people and bring some normalcy to this. And so the Other Side Chats are literally, uh, it's a blog and it's, it's on YouTube, it's on the blog channels and such of me sharing my experiences as a professional medium doing clearings on buildings, on land, helping spirits to cross over. And there's a small supportive community there that is that is growing rapidly of people that are uh, doing this really incredible work, which is um, it's spanned through time. You know, it's the, it's the tradition of honoring somebody after they've passed and helping them to get to their destination. And I say it that way because all the traditions have a history of this, and there's no one way. And it's a great it's a great experience. It's a great community. So I've got the two communities and then the Sage Method course. And you do a podcast? <laughs> yeah, because I guess I don't have enough but <laughs> you don't have enough to do, right? <laughs> I don't have enough to do. I mean I gotta I gotta get out there and do this, but um well actually so the other side chats is indeed the podcast. Um okay. which is yeah, sharing the the experiences where I I tell the the stories of when I went into this building and did this clearing. This is what happened, and okay. you know that whole concept is that ghosts are people too. They're they're individuals, and our society, by no fault of anyone, has kind of sensationalized the death process and turned you know Aunt Marge into a a, a ghost that goes bump in the night. And my my hope is that we can get back to connecting to the humanity of of people in spirit form. So what is, what is the ghost? I, um, I have a business that is, um, you know, like a spa and we have attracted through the years, lots of bounds and some of, most of them are um, benevolent, but we had one malevolent one who was very, very bad, very bad, like scratching people and hurting people. Um, So what, what exactly are earthbounds? Uh, these are individuals who have stopped the transition process. The shortest explanation, and, and I go into so much depth in the other side chats in the crossing over community, but the shortest explanation is we've got three bodies, physical body, programming body, which is your human mind, and your spiritual body, which is your spirit. When you pass, you let go of the physical body. But when you're going through the transition to the other side, you still have your programming mind connected to your spirit, which means you're the exact same person, but without the physical body. What that ha- what happens when somebody stops their transition, because they need to, it's an automatic transition to go to the other side. So you have to actually stop it. And earthbound has to, in some way, be stopped or stop the process. That means that you have a person, seriously, who's only missing a body, a physical body, but you have a person who's trying to find their way. And um, benevolent ones are uh, could very well be people that have crossed over and are coming back to support. But sometimes they're a good a good 
experience would be a mom that's like, yeah, I'm going to hang out until my kids graduate. I don't want to, you know, because maybe the mom doesn't understand. But when you have something that some someone who had a pattern of hurting other people in order to soothe their own pain in life, if they get stuck in the in-between, they're going to do the same thing in order to soothe themselves in the in-between. Oh, wow. They're the exact same person they were. So, you know, it's not a boogeyman. It's not a demon. It's not a, it's not, put all the tags on there. It's a jerk (laughs) who was a jerk in life. That's how they felt better. They don't know. They didn't know any better. They didn't have what they needed to thrive. Now they're in the in-between doing the exact same thing. And it's the job of people who do crossing over work to love all of those souls unconditionally in order to help them transition. Because the second they transition, that programming mind, that human mind and brain that's stuck in linear time is released, leaving them fully 100% in spirit form. And there is no negativity. There's no hurting in spirit form. Yeah. I've called in um, teams, you know, um, ghost busting teams, you know, Uh, yeah. One in particular to, to help me clear these things out. And they have they have amazing equipment that, you know, where the spirit can communicate. And we had one Uh woman who, she was murdered, but she was had been the caretaker of her brother who was blind. And she yeah. felt like she had to stay and help him. And mm-hmm. he had been gone for years and years and years, and she was still stuck, you know. Mm-hmm. Years had gone by, mm-hmm. and he was already gone. But um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. I've been told, I was told, um, I had someone on the other day who does, uh, who had several near-death experiences who said that, there are there's no there's such thing as earthbound, but um, I in my experience there truly are. Yeah, I mean it's it's I think that I'm gonna I would probably land somewhere in the middle. I don't think I would use the term earthbound because then that it's sort of symbolic of being locked to the earth. I okay. I see it more as a matter of being locked to linear time. Okay. So, um, because Earth, Mama Earth is, Mother Earth is just the bomb, right? She's just the awesomest thing ever. It's not, I think, so much that is as much as it is that they're locked in linear time and they're not able to release mm. that bond. So okay. for me, um, you know, people say, oh, ghosts. I'm trying to get away from the word ghost because ghost dehumanizes. I'm trying to get into the the helping people understand this is a person. So it's a spirit that's stuck. It's a stuck spirit. There's either a spirit that's not stuck, they've crossed over, or a spirit that's stuck. And um, it's a person. And not, so I would probably stay away. I personally wouldn't use the word, like, earthbound. Um, but I also wouldn't say that there's no one <laughs> that, is, that is stuck, that getting stuck that's is not a thing. I, okay. You know, they absolutely do. It's just that they're stuck in their own mind, in their own connection to linear time, in their okay. own thought process, in their own humanity. Mm. So interesting. I love all this stuff. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> I love this. I, I can't get enough. I just, this is so interesting to me. I have hundreds of books about this stuff. It's just I've ever since oh, yeah. I was young, I was interested in this, and um, you know, I'm highly intuitive, but I've never had visions. I've heard things, but I haven't had, I've never had a vision. 
but I do have a parking fairy. <laughs> I call I call it yeah. my parking fairy, you know. And I go. We have this um, huge mall here, and it's impossible to get a parking spot, let alone a close one. And I go and I say, okay, get me a close spot, parking fairy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, somebody pulls out. It's just amazing. It's been happening. Yeah. My husband thought I was like a magician, but it just happens all the time. Exactly. When you get into sync with it, it it's just, it's it's like magic on demand. I just came back from... <laughs> traveling and um my partner was picking me up but you know we're in orlando so it's smart to wait at the gas station down the road until you know the person's got their bag right so i'm waiting and i'm watching like 50 60 bags come out of this carousel and i finally said all right i need to do something about this and i texted him and i texted him the words manifesting everything works out for me i clicked send and my bag dropped out and came right in front of me i was like there it is. That's how it works. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> you just, you just, um, the more also, I, I give that example because the more consciously aware you are of your ability to do that, the more mm-hmm. easy it is to do it. And more often you do. <laughs> yes. Very exciting. Well, thank you though for being our guest. I mean, yeah. this is just a blast. <laughs> I have had so much fun talking with you and, um, So, you know, to my listeners, um, though Maxwell has a book, Isabeau Maxwell, Cracking Open Adventures Mm -hmm. of a Reluctant Medium. And if you're interested in what, uh, how she got here and how she got to where she is now and um, all the mistakes she made, this book is for you. And you can also check out, let's see, what did I write down? TheSageMethod.com. Go on there and um, check out the GCP method and other things that she's got for us. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it as well. Okay. Take care. Have a beautiful day in Central Florida. (laughs) Thank you so much. You too. All right. Thank you. Mm Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.